Welcome to episode three of the Riding the Pine podcast presented by KTSW Sports, breaking down the latest and greatest news in college sports world and beyond. If you missed any of your our shows, you can go find them on the KTSW uh, SoundCloud or the Texas State Student Media SoundCloud account or the KTSW blog. I'm Andrew Zimmel, joined by the most valuable role player, the MVRP, Brendan Snow. We're here once again. Let's get ready for a week three. Get, get the show out of the way. Head to Thanksgiving, get ready, come back for some more. Eat it up. No conversation this week, partly because nobody wants to talk to us, partly because this is our third show in four days with Bobcat Radio. We're recording that right after this. So if you're interested in talking to Brendan and I, go through Twitter at Andrew underscore Zimmel or at bsnow97. So you can get in contact with us if you want to hear or want to talk to us, get on the podcast. That's great. Got a really good show coming up. Stick around. So first off, Brandon, give us your give us your record that you had this week with those picks from last week. Yeah, last week of the games you gave me, I finished out going four and one. The only pick getting wrong was the MVP. I I went with my heart instead of my brain. I, you know, my brain clearly said Stan's gonna be the favorite. My heart said Paul Goldschmidt. Then it figures out Goldschmidt finishes third. Stan wins MVP. Joey Votto gets second. But the other games. Michigan at, Michigan at Wisconsin, I got Wisconsin, won that, UCLA at USC, USC won that one in a close one, New England at Oakland in, New Mexico, in Mexico City, uh, New England won that comf- comfortably, and Philly at Dallas, I had to pick against my Cowboys, but they got beat up by almost 30 on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I know, that was a good game to watch, I enjoyed every one of those games. Uh, college football was terrible this weekend. I don't think anybody needs to rehear that. It was I, I again. I say I think it's the worst uh, week of football period since uh, LSU played Alabama in the national championship game. It's just not was not a good week the, for college football. There, there's one of those a week like that about every year. I, just, I don't know if you're noticing. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, because like in years prior, at least I could get my like wrap my head around one game. But I mean, TCU played Tech. They didn't have Kenny Hill. Couldn't watch that game. Michigan and Wisconsin were playing. I kind of had a feeling Wisconsin was going to be able to pull that one out because Michigan's just had a down year this year. So I kind of wasn't that into that game. So there wasn't any good college football games for me to watch, which dives right into the worst college football game to watch, Texas State at Arkansas State. Yeah, that one was a really strange game considering the expectations we had going into it because Arkansas State hadn't hadn't been entirely too hot playing lately and then Texas State's offense was on fire and it was just a complete... 180. It's like they reverted back to how they were at the beginning of the season uh, in Saturday's game. Yeah, that's right. There was a lot of wins, so that kind of gave them. A, we'll give them a little bit of break on that end. But I mean, losing that game 30 to 12, couldn't even get in the couldn't get in the end zone twice. Like, come on, like that's that's just not good. Yeah, got in the end zone twice, but both is on the first drive of the game. They had a nice uh, 12 play drive that they went and scored a touchdown, missed the extra point. And then didn't score again until the second half. Their first possession of the second half, they had another nice drive. Uh, big part because Robert Brown Jr.'s 71-yard run that set him up in the 12. And they, they capitalized on that drive, too. Missed that extra point. But at that point, they came back. It was, it was 16-12 at that point. And it looked like, you know, they were in the game. They had a chance. It was the second half. It was close. But then they couldn't. They picked up one first down the rest of the way after that. Now, T- Texas State goes in and plays Troy this next week, Troy beating LSU. So, I mean, it's not going to be – I don't think this is a game Texas State can win. Yeah, uh, I don't think – I don't really 
know if we're going to find anybody that has true hope for Texas State to pull out a game like this against uh, the leading team in the Sunbelt Conference and a really good football team in Troy. So we don't talk about Texas State football for the next seven months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly, because I don't know how you feel about spring ball. I, was never, I never got entirely too into spring ball and stuff like that. I'd rather be invested in baseball and basketball. We'll get in spring ball a little bit, but I mean, spring ball, Damian Williams played really good in the spring, didn't show up in the fall. So, I mean, it's not going to, you can't really gauge a whole lot of that. Volleyball, Texas State Volleyball came in and did their thing. Uh, they lost three sets to one. Um which really hurt me because if they would have won, I was a genius. If they won, if they would have won, I was a genius. I would have said like, "Hey, this is the greatest team to ever play volleyball at Texas State. Probably one of the greatest teams ever." They lost, so now I look like an idiot. Not to mention that they lost two, three sets to one. It gave us hope too. Worst thing to have as a sports fan. They lost the first set, won the second set, then dropped two sets in a row. So that's not something you see a whole lot of text from Texas State. They won 16 of their last 18 matches. Um, this would have been an automatic qualifier to get into the NCAA volleyball tournament. So that's another kind of whip on my back. So it's tough. Yeah, definitely a tough loss. We we were sitting so high on this. I'll take some blame. I, I co-signed Reed Graff earlier uh, a couple weeks ago on Bobcat Radio, and he said he, he believed that soccer or volleyball, one of them would win the tournament. At least between those teams, one of them would win their tournament. Soccer goes out first round. Volleyball makes it to the championship game, puts up a you know puts up a good match, but just wasn't able to pull that one out. And so we're both kind of wrong on that. And it's, like you said, really disappointing because if you look back at some of their sets before that game, the semifinals against Louisiana three one, Monroe three zero, Louisiana three zero, three two, three zero, three zero. They're just dominating teams again. And you thought that would really carry all the way through, but Coastal Carolina credit to them, they've got a good team. They got a really good team. I mean, then you got met. What, just, I, what, what I thought of the most, though, was that fla- I had flashbacks to the men's basketball game last year in the tournament where they were playing UTA for the uh, Sunbelt title to go into and play get to play Duke in the uh, NCAA tournament, and they kind of choked it away. Not choked it away. Yeah, they choked it away. Uh, I kind of had flashbacks to that, and uh, just feeling feeling bad for the team, kind of feeling bad for myself. I don't feel too bad. For, I feel worse for myself, Brendan, because only two there was only two seniors on that team. So those two get to go on and live their best life. Me, on the other hand, I got to cover this team for the next two years. And I mean, if they keep the same talent, they're going to get some younger freshmen come in. They're going to have arguably the same talent. Is this talent good enough to win, though? Now I have to go write those articles. It's just tough. Yeah, just once again, the Chanticleers, I believe this is their second straight title. I think they won it last year. They won the Sun Belt. So a good, experienced team. Uh, Karen Chisholm just... Karen Chisholm kind of just like all the Texas State sports teams are saying, just you're that close. What does it take to get over that hump for Texas State any of these sports? Let me give you a little secret, Brendan. You want to hear one? I had their championship article written. I had it done. I had it done. I was going to hit submit. So for them to lose, I had to change everything. We go grab the hotkey right quick. <laughs> it's terrible. The Mark, Mark Soto hotkey, you jinxed us bad. I had a free Friday night. I knocked it out. Men's and women's basketball, Brendan, give us a little bit of feeling in that. You really can't tell too much right now. Uh, the women's team came out and beat uh, Texas Tech. K- Taylor Deer had a great game, 44 points. They came out and played TCU, who actually is a Big 12 team, um, got their butts whooped. Uh, I think Taylor Deer only had like 14 points or something, not not nearly as many as she had uh, the game earlier. So that kind of is not great. Men's basketball came out and beat uh, UT Rio Grande Valley. Uh, that 
It's a solid game, I guess. I don't know. They they've got their first win of the season. Yeah, going back to the women, the women's team. Yeah, we know Taylor Deer went off in that first game. She had a solid game in that second game, that easy win over Incarnate Word. And this would be a real test for her going into TCU. Uh, three of six, three of sixteen shooting, nine points, six assists in twenty eight minutes. Just not all around great game for her. Uh, Erica May led the team in scoring at ten points, but that's only one player that you have scoring double figures. And one of them is not it's not neither of them are Taylor Deer or Tasha Levitt. So this team knows for them to win and go far. Those two have to be able to put the ball in the basket uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean that's just what. Talk to us a little bit about the games they have coming up, though. What can do we have any hope for? Like what's happening in the near future? Oh, definitely. Uh, on on Tuesday they're going to be taking on Texas Southern down there in Houston. So we'll, today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always say the days. So people make sure people make sure we're on the same page. Because you could be listening to this at any time, right? But so they'll be playing Texas Southern, and then on Saturday they'll be they'll be for the first home game of the season. They'll have a four game homestand next week. Saturday hosting Fresno State, then Tuesday hosting Houston. Saturday Prairie View A and M comes in, and then the Tuesday after that, December fifth, UTSA comes in the Strand Coliseum. So the team hoping to, hoping to be looking at a three and one record heading into a four game homestead coming up at the end of the month. Now, speaking of UTSA, they gave the Texas State men's team arguably the most heartbreaking loss since uh, since Troy, right? Yeah, in the Sunbelt uh, Championship game, they lost that one, 59-53. Yeah, that was a tough one. So they ended up losing to UTSA by, I want to say, two points in that uh, that game last week. Came down to free throws. Blunt, who had 22 points, kind of struggled at the free throw line, ended up choking it away. Oh, slow down. Do not blame the game on Tyler Blunt. Do not blame. You can't blame the game on the guy who led the team in scoring, who's not expected to lead the team in scoring. Who he might be the only reason you're in that game because you were trailing for most of that ga- for a good part of that game. Uh, it was kind of like close and back and forth for most most of it, really for the most part. But like I said, Tyler Blunt had a great game. He made two free throws prior to that, a couple like a couple minutes before that, then missed those two. But some other players missed some free throws, and UTSA hit some shots. And I was really surprised when Texas State, after UTSA hit the go-ahead free throws with 8.7, Texas State didn't take a timeout to set up a play or anything. They just threw it in, and the JUCO transfer, Isaiah Gurley, kind of hoisted up a tough three that was nowhere close. You know who I also blame for this, Brendan? Here's a fun stat for you. Texas State is 1-0 when Danny Casper takes off his jacket in the first half. They're 0-2 when he waits and doesn't take off his jacket. I blame that. you got to take off the jacket early, Coach. Yeah, it's, uh, I like that's something I've seen that uh, we've been keeping up with more lately. Uh, everyone really covers Texas State basketball teams. It's not like just something we're, we picked up. You'll see those guys like uh, Ish and Nick talk about it. Yeah, no, they, it's something. It's there. I mean, the correlation is there for team teams that we beat when the jacket's on, teams that we beat when the jacket's off. I'm telling you, jacket stays off. He needs to find just a nice, nice shirt, a nice tie. Just go with that. Get a tuxedo T-shirt. There you go. Now, time for the worst audio of the week. Last week it was a little choppy. This week it's a lot better. This week, let me set the scene. Friday show, I'm sorry we pick up the Friday show so much, but Monday show just doesn't give us anything to work with. Friday show gives us a little bit more of funny stuff, not just bad audio. So Friday show, uh, it was right after the slowest fought Blazing Five this side of Venus. And that's what I said. I t- tweeted at the show and said, listen, we need to introduce Alex's Gibbs' segment as the slowest blazing five ever so i tweet that at him not knowing that they were going to read it on air and they did and this is what we got 
What the heck are you guys talking about <laughs> over there? We just saw a tweet from Andrew. We're trying to get all serious here. We saw a tweet Why from Andrew. Andrew we'll, no, no, no. You, okay, I want, I want Reed to say it out loud, and I want Alex to react. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because so, Andrew Zimmel, he, he is the host of the Wednesday show. He is a Twitter comedian. He said, uh, in quotations, slowest blazing five this side of Venus, in quotations, <laughs> needs to be the way we introduce Alex's segment. <laughs> Oh my god! It's not really rapid fire. You gotta admit, it's more of a slow blaze. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow blaze. I, oh, this side of Venus comes that, up with this stuff. Cooking up that turkey, slow and hot. You know what? That's okay. I was just gonna take the high good road. Answers. We get good answers. Uh, he's he's a better man than I am. I would have uh, taken a shot there, Alex. You sure you don't want to take a shot back no, at Andrew? I'm or? good. I'm good. We have a better show, anyways. Today. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a the the shot, shot right there. there. He's just a backhanded shot. Okay. So once again, Brendan, my cleverness and uh, just great Twitter handle comes out and works with us. But I'll give you a little bit of credit. You you kind of helped. You ghost wrote that tweet. There we go. Yeah, you, I mean, you're gonna say uh, you're gonna say slowest way, uh, on this side of the Mississippi. I was like, it's probably slower. It's probably slower than anything on that side of the Mississippi too, <laughs> or on the planet. So yeah, no, I hear I hear what you're saying. I agree with you uh, completely. The only thing slower is those jokes told on Mercury. So you're right, this side of the Mississippi, or uh, this side of Venus. So that that's the worst audio of the week. Um, keep giving us that type of stuff, guys. It's a lot of fun uh, to work with. Now it's time to do uh, picks, picks of the week. The first week I went three and two. We're going to keep up with this. I went three and two, you went four and one. So you beat me by one, but I'm going to give you that I gave you a couple easy college picks. So let's hit me. Yeah, I'm be I'll, most of these would be kind of centered mostly around football, uh, mostly college football because it's just, just it's just such a great week coming up in college football rivalry week that week after Thanksgiving always. So go ahead and start us off. Let's see if you're ready for on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. South Florida nine and nine and one South Florida at ten and zero number fifteen UCF. That's that's holy, Charlie Strong's team. Holy cow! So it's Charlie Strong versus Lane Kiffin, right? No, Lane Kiffin's no. FAU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so say it again. South Florida, who's 9-1 against 10-0 UCF. 2-30 game on ABC, primetime, Orlando, Florida. <sighs> oh, man. Pretty I'm, much before that uh, American Conference title. I'm going to go with UCF. I, I haven't got to see any of their games this year. So we'll go UCF in the blind. Taking the home team? Okay, okay. Also on that Friday, big rivalry game. Texas Tech at Texas. Get Stop this! It. Wait, wait! Get this! Texas Tech needs this win to be bowl eligible. It's a six. It's a five and six Tech team. Tech team against a six and five UT team. So instead of giving me good teams, you're giving me like the hardest picks in the world. Okay, that's fine. Um, Texas Tech. They didn't. They weren't able to beat TCU without their quarterback. UT hasn't looked terrible. Um, they're kind of bowl eligible, right? Like, so if they if they win T- this, UT has six wins. Tech has five. You need six to be eligible. All right, I'm gonna say UT wins. Um, I. <laughs> I get I, another one of these where it's like I don't I don't I go out of my way not to watch Texas Tech play football so I'll go text I'll go Texas over Tech but it's gonna be a close one and Tech just Tech just barely missed uh beating m- m- miss being in a bowl game with uh, stuff when I lost there another big ranked match on Saturday I, I was thinking about doing something else I just changed it right right on the spot I just changed it because I saw it earlier I'm gonna do it number six Auburn. Number one, Alabama, the Iron Bowl. 
that's a tough one. Uh, because, Auburn's a home team, by the way. All right, so this is why I this is why it's tough for me because Jalen Hurt isn't a good quarterback. I think we've all kind of figured that out. He's not a very good quarterback. He's a dual threat guy. He can run. He kind of pass. Auburn has a really solid defense, and if they win this game, the SEC won't have anybody in the Final Four because I don't think that they're going to put a one-loss Alabama team in there. So I need Alabama to win this game. But I'm going to go head over heart Alabama over Auburn. All right, all right. Let's shift out of college football. Let's go ahead and get you a Texas State one real quick. He'll, here is what should be your easy one on Saturday when the Texas State Troy. women's team. No, no. <laughs> they play on Friday. The Texas State women's team on basketball team on Saturday hosting Fresno State. Oh, man. That's another. <laughs> see? Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I, I'll first go first te- home game of the season. I'll go Texas State women's basketball, but I don't know how many people are going to be there because. It's the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. I won't be in town, so I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna go. I'll go out on a limb. I'll go Texas State. That's my kind of gimmick pick. So what's the next one? All right, this one's this is gonna be a little redemption for you. This is the last pick. Okay, redemption because this is the same team you saw in the first week of these picks. The New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. You picked against the Saints last time, and they murdered the Buffalo Bills. And now these are two of the best teams in the NFC. Stop it. That's not the two best teams. I said two of. They're like the third and fourth best team in the NFC. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams. I they played my Vikings tight this last week. Um, I like what. No, stop it. (laughs) Stop the press. No, New Orleans. New Orleans all the way. Six and a half point favorites. Yeah, New Orleans coming off that impressive comeback. What down fifteen or three minutes left at home against the Redskins. Yeah, and also they have two, like Fox Sports told me, that they have two of the best running backs in the game. Ingram and uh, uh, Kamara. And Kamara, yeah. I mean, they could have had three. AP just didn't work. I guess three's company. That's fine. That'd be a really good show uh, that they should do, but they won't. Um, I think that I'm going with New Orleans. I like the way that they've played uh, these last couple weeks. Um, I just want to remind everybody, the Vikings beat them in week one. And that could be a matchup in the playoffs, and I'm never going to bet against my Vikings. So, it's there. All right, there you have it. You need to have a pretty good week, catch up to me. Like I said, I went 4-1 and one this week. You went 3-2 and two the week before. also beat you in fantasy the week before. And, yeah, just got, you got to catch up to me, Andrew. And I lost to Parker Ray this week in fantasy, too. So, it's just been piling up. It's been piling up on me, these losses. These losses, losses, losses. Even when I win, I lose, too, by the way. <laughs> because, I'm telling you, Never bet on the Buffalo Bills ever, 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 ever. Because I wrote my column this last week and said like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Buffalo, yeah, but it's gonna be close because they're not starting uh, Taylor, Tyron Taylor." So I mean, the guy goes out, Peterman throws five picks in the first half. quarter. For, <laughs> yeah, first, yeah, first I think half. It was yeah, at least three in the first quarter. Who does that? What coaching staff sits there and is like Nathan Peterman? Sounds like the type of quarterback. Like that's not a quarterback name. First off, that's somebody. That's like a backup kicker. Nathan Peterman. It, it, it sounds it sounds like a fake name, like if you're trying to sneak in somewhere. Yeah, it sounds like a fake name. You're gonna go put that man out there. I mean, they weren't playing a great defense. Like it wasn't like you know, so the, the San Diego has a pass rush, but not not much of a secondary. Doesn't have much of a secondary, and you throw five interceptions. Like if you're the if you're the head coach of that team, you got to be thinking, oh man, that could have been when when my contract comes back up, they're gonna bring this up. Like who 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 pulled the trigger on that? It's it was a. Oh, man, I can't, oh, McDermott, uh, I think it's Sean McDermott. It was his first, it's his first year there in Buffalo since taking over for Rex. Yeah, it might be his last year there in Buffalo if he keeps making those dumb decisions. Like, I'm not kidding. Like those, That's just a stupid decision to make. Well, it, it wasn't just him. Like The whole GM and 
and ownership. They've had weird problems with Tyrod with not wanting to sign him to not wanting to pick up his uh, deal. I think last year because they gave him a huge extension for some reason, and they're like, "Oh, we kind of don't want to commit to this anymore." They've looked at trading him. So I don't know. They, they just have a weird situation with Tyrod Taylor. They don't think he's the future, and they're just trying something else. That's a bad decision because Nathan Peterman clearly is not the future. And you're a playoff team. The Bills are a playoff team this year, which is not like something that we've ever said. I, I don't think I've ever said that in my <laughs> lifetime. Been like the Bills could make a run in the playoffs. They're, they're, the thing is, their problem wasn't Tyrod Taylor. He wasn't the problem. Their problem was they gave up 50 to the Saints the week before. Their defense was struggling. They don't have much of an offensive or defensive line. And... There's someone had to they had to put shift the blame on someone and they used Tyra as a scapegoat. I mean that's just a bad that's just a bad look. Also the other thing uh, that we need to mention is that I'm writing my starting my blog back up, writing my columns a little bit more. I'm I'm my one of my main points this week was the AFC is terrible. It's the worst conference. Like we talk about the NBA East versus West, the NFC versus AFC at this point is almost as bad. It's it's that bad. Yeah, the AFC is Brady and. What's left of Big Ben? What, See, what that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, what's left of Big Ben, the last little bit of juice of Alex Smith, which we saw wasn't very good. Like, he doesn't, he can't play an entire season anymore. The, the Raiders had a great year last year and kind of, kind of came back to reality. Who you are a big anti Derek Carr fan. You're like an anti fan. Not, not anti Derek Carr, but he was being overrated a lot after last year. People saw him as like a, you know, a top five quarterback, and I didn't think so at all. And well, kind of showing so up either anymore. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So you got Brady, Big Ben, Derek Carr, Alex Smith. That's four of the quarterbacks right. that are going to get in there. Blake Bortles is going to get in the playoffs. Mariota still. Mariota uh, is kind of. In, I don't know. I can't get a gauge on him or Jameis. I don't know if either one of them are very good. I, I think Tennessee's in that wild card spot right now. Well, yeah, that that'd be sick. Well, that that's the six quarterbacks that would be in. So, oh, some one of those someone's not in because the Ravens are in the sixth spot right now. Well, I said Blake, Joe the Elite Flacco. Stop it. Joe Flacco is an elite. So, but Blake Bortles is going to get in. And I mean, that to me, that's a joke. That's the equivalent of like letting, I don't know, Sam Whiteside get in the playoffs. Like, that's, that's just a goof. That's a goofy move. And I mean, the Jags' defense is tight. Like, it's very good. Very, very, very good. Shout out to Tristan Butler in 2015 that said this was going to be a good defense. Uh, it only took him three years to pick that uh, up, but whatever. Um, the defense is solid, but let's just do a quick comparison. That defense versus. The Broncos defense when they had uh, paid Manning. You think it's any any comparison? Any any close? I, I still think that, that Denver, I still think the defense, Denver defense was was better, but it's not by a lot. That Jaguars defense has been really good. They picked up some you know corners okay. and Ramsey and signing Boyer. This is where I'm going with this. Last year of Payton versus this year of Blake. Which one's better? Overall, it's still good to that Broncos team. See, with, with, with who, the, yeah, the question is, because I'm trying to see, can this defense drag Blake Bortles through the playoffs? I would like to see Jacksonville <laughs> in Foxborough in January. Now, don't forget, Jackson, Jacksonville is also because they rely on the heavy run game with Fournette and TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory, who are one of those big backs they throw back there, and they they protect Bortles. They limited the playbook on him. He doesn't have as much of a freedom as he did the past three years, the last few years of just slinging it. Now it's more designed, easy easier throws man do you remember when people thought that he was going to be the next big ben it's embarrassing that's going to do it for us thank you for listening to the ride in the pine podcast don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you can find the podcast don't forget to get off the bench and get out there and never bet on the buffalo bills mvp mvp mvp